I was like, you know, uh, Jake's is a better diner than Sylvester's. No, it's not. Jake's but at hash the end of the house, day, bro. I kind of don't you, care too much because look, if you're in Northampton, yes, if you're in Northampton, Massachusetts, Sylvester's got a long ass line. They got like because it's good. So does Jake's. Jake's is better. Jake's has the has the daily hash. They make delicious things. Sylvester's got waitresses that are probably racist. Marcus, like, no, I'm not. Marcus, I'm not trying to. There's nobody racist in Northampton. That's I'm just sure not even true. I know. That's not but even true. Also, if you're in Northampton, you could just keep driving a little bit more west and go to, to Amherst. Amherst? Yes. Yeah. Just drive oh. through Hadley and then stop off at Amherst. Spoiler alert. Go to Bueno Isano. It's really good Mexican food. Ooh, they yeah, I would go to Mexico. Great burritos. Mexican food or Queens. Oh, are we are we interviewing someone from uh Western Mass next week? Hell yeah, we are. Oh, that's cool. Um that's fun. Amanda is her name? Yes. Yes. Um Oh, Marcus, do you like movies? Yes, I do. This is Zebras in America, a a movie podcast. Um you know, don't re don't record our podcast and post it as your podcast, and then get other <laughs> magazines to post about it like it's your podcast. Oh man, because that's just getting over this. That now shit is whack as now fuck. Now you're rounding me up some more. Yeah, so so for for like anyone who's lived under a tree, a new trailer for uh, Star Wars came out. Yes, Episode Nine. Yes, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Which is confusing because I think most of the Skywalkers, all the Skywalkers are dead. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you haven't that seen, we know have of. you if you haven't seen the Last Jedi, the movie that ruined uh, a lot of men's lives, <laughs> yeah. uh, then then I don't know who hasn't seen that movie. I finally saw it recently. I didn't love it, but I get. I like the rational, like critical dislikes of that movie. There are there are legitimate reasons to not like right. that movie, but, but we, I get what you're we, saying. We were I just ta- want to put that out. That's we were talking cool. off record. Yeah, that there are movies that it's like really hard to like publicly evaluate from a cri- critical lens. Yes, because the comic book guy from The Simpsons ruined it for everybody. Yeah, like the comic book guy is so afraid of like a gay Batman or a female superhero that it's just like can't watch anything now. And here's my thing. What's this is how messed up I am because like the whole thing of like a gay Batman or a black Batman or something like that, my two only initial reactions are just like why just because or like I don't care. But then when there's this crazy backlash of like Batman can't be black and gay, then suddenly like oh well now I want Batman to be black and gay just because it it annoys you that much, which yeah it's kind of weird. I mean my argument is you know make really cool black gay superheroes. From scratch, I'm, I'm big from, from scratch. scratch. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. oh, I'm saying, don't make saying. Batman black and gay. Yeah, make a make a cool person that works with Batman that's black and gay. Yeah, like a new character, Blake Man, <laughs> like 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 a combination of black. I and I think gay man. like Mr. Terrific is is Who's I think that? he's he's a black superhero. I think he's gay. I know oh. he's gay on the Arrow. Okay, which is a show that I'm way more into than I'd like to admit. Well, I know I just, a lot of people just, watch the Arrow and the Flash. Yeah, I watch all that shit. shit. Super, yeah. Go, yeah. super goo. I don't know why I said it like that. Because you're from goo. Baltimore. No, that's... Two? That, people like, from Baltimore like, say two. What are you doing seeing? Like, they say <laughs> soon in the weirdest way. Yeah. Like, like regional rap from Baltimore. Man, we haven't even How got... ratchet is that? I can't imagine how ratchet regional Baltimore... I feel like I'd be dirty, feel dirty after listening to some regional fucking Baltimore. It's just like... 
unlike other metropolitan cities where like you can have like a lot of poor rappers with yeah. high quality rap videos uh-huh. like a lot of rap videos from Baltimore still look like they're on VHS cassettes wow shout out to Tay Rock yeah shout out to shout out to Tay Rock and Gold Link I don't know who that I'm a little I started I went back I finally I watched what did I watch I watched um did, I watched uh Danny Myers and Pat Stay the other night. Jeez Louise. Okay, Mr. Terrific. <laughs> Mr. Terrific, I don't think, is gay okay. in the comic books. But, so anyways, there's this, there's a new trailer for The Rise of Skywalker. People are getting all up in their feels. Yes. And you did a side-by-side comparing... I'm glad we have this platform. I just want to say, I did it, I compared... Before you, I just want to say... What did you do? I took a, I took a, I took a bathroom break. I made this comparison on the toilet. Continue. That's how quick I did it, but go ahead, continue. So, and what were the movies that you compared? I just compared... So, at the very start of the trailer, Ray is standing in the desert, and she turns around, and she sees something coming at her, and it's like a starfighter, and I compared it to the famous scene in North by Northwest, where Cary Grant is in... He's not exactly in the... It's more like farm... Like a flatland farm country, and he sees a crop duster coming for him. And there's some similar, although there's, I, I, I did count, because unfortunately this is how I am. Uh, the thousands of people who loved it, there's about four or five negative comments, and so they're not even the same. Or like, well, one scene it's a crop duster, the other one it's a spaceship, but whatever. And the scenes were very similar. And it started getting a lot of like popularity. And then there, it wasn't just one guy, it was actually a couple people. I won't name names, because I just won't name names. Where they lifted the GIF. Yeah. This is one, just so those listening, follow me on Twitter, you know I make a lot of movie comparisons. I stopped doing JPEGs for two reasons. One, when, I do, when you do comparisons, you can pause something at a certain point and just make it look like how you want to make it next to the other movie. Right. So instead, I figured, let me do GIFs where this way, and I got a cool software. I can do up to 12 second long GIFs or one second just so you can see the whole movement to see that I'm not forcing yeah. anything. So anyway, yeah, I made a moving GIF. And you and a couple of people lifted it. Yeah. And the thing is, to do that on Twitter, you can't just copy like a JPEG. You need software to do that. So instead yeah. of just retweeting me, a couple of folks just took the gift. And I honestly didn't mind at you know at, at first. This one popular film writer guy in, in particular, and he gave me credit in the comments instead of just retweeting it. And even then, I thought it was a little funny style. But then, uh, my buddy Martin Kessler throughout the day kept like DMing me and messaging me like, hey, Newsweek picked this up or like, you know, Screen Rant picked this up or these random foreign film sites picked this up. And they kept saying this guy was a little more air quote popular than, than, than me. This guy compared North by Northwest to Star Wars Episode Nine, And it was like, no, he didn't. I did. He took that from me. And then a couple, actually, here's what's cool. A couple of the, 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 the sites have already changed it and used my tweets. So that was very nice of them. But, um, did that dude ever yeah. reach out to you? No, he did not. I'm pretty sure he blocked because a lot of people were. Uh, I know not not blocked. I think he just probably turned off the notifications. So he he took my gif and retweeted it, and his got twice as mine got a lot. His got twice as more. He got like thirty thousand uh, retweets, and you know these last few days I've been reading the comments and checking stuff out. And on one hand, you know some people are right where they're just like, oh, it's just a tweet. You're going to get that worked up. And I actually didn't get... More people got worked up than I did. My only thing is when you make movie comparisons and it gets real popular, you never know what it could lead to. Some people could be like, oh, this is really cool what you did. Hey, could you cover this for us? Or can you do this for us? Like, it could lead to some little cool thing. You never know. 
And then come to find out, a bunch of people are DMing me saying this one in particular guy who took my gift does this all the time. Apparently, it's like a common thing. So now it's just like, ah, fuck that guy. But. Yeah, I mean, it just it just goes. It's it's part of this new uh, quote unquote curator culture. Yeah. Of like, like that's really started with Instagram, with like Fat Jew, Fat Jew, He's and the- Fuck Jerry just stealing people's content. Yeah. And just adding a quote to like, and it's just like, it's just really shitty. Like he got rich too. Fat Jew is like doing quite well. Yeah. With himself. Still, years after years, er, plural, years after folks were like, you're a thief, you're a thief, you're a thief. And just like the general consensus, people just don't care. It's like that that whole thing, like Joe Rogan, whatever complicated issues I have with him, I have always appreciated the fact that he's big on like original content, don't steal people's shit. So when he confronted Carlos Mencia, what always bugged me about that famous confrontation between Carlos Mencia and Joe Rogan at the comedy store was there were people in the audience going, so what? He takes someone's jokes, he makes it better. Or so what? He tells it funnier. That's what bothers me more than Carlos Mencia. Similar to like when I get into debates about Donald Trump and certain people are like, Fuck Donald Trump. I was like, I know. Donald Trump is actually not the biggest problem. It's the people who voted for him and love him are the problem. And that's kind of what it, like, ties into. But to spin it on the positive, like I was saying, some of these platforms edited their thing and gave me credit. I got, I literally, I got a thousand new followers in 24 hours. So hopefully they'll see that this, I'm not like a fly-by-night. Like, this is literally three-fourths of my Twitter content is is what I do. And these days, the this last not, couple of this years... This is not people doing side-by-sides of the two Lion King movies. No, it, oh, Jesus Christ. And when I in my film writing now, the law, I, I'd say about maybe, what, 85% of, of Pinland Empire stuff is comparison. So it, it, it definitely... And a lot of my, my film Twitter friends, like my buddy Bradley and Kessler, James, uh, Cribs, Funderburg, like all these guys are like retweeting and tagging our people. Like, hey, give, give this guy credit. So I really, I, I do appreciate and that. And me. And you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You and the Zebras. Uh, yeah. Sorry, well, you're right here. I, just, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. The second y'all showed me what happened, I was really pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so both you and I tweet from the Zebras account. Yes. I feel like at this point now, too, some people don't know who's who. Which is kind of how I like it. No, th- yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, wait, I didn't... That's something I would tweet, but I didn't tweet that. Yeah. Or, or, like, or like, I'll text you very esoteric, provocative pictures. <laughs> provocative, indeed. And then you'll post them on the Zebra's account. I'm like, motherfucker. Oh, okay, so let's, let's get down to what we're talking about today. Yeah, you... Uh... The director, Claire Denis. Yeah. One of your favorite directors, if not your favorite director? Yes. Pro- probably my favorite at this point in life. But I, I don't like picking one. But if I had a gun to my head, yeah, she'd be my number one, I guess. How did you discover Claire Denis? And why do you like Claire Denis? Uh, I'll try to be real quick. So I saw, when I was in high school... Oh, we're starting a little later with the other thing. Okay. Uh, when I was in high school, I saw Buffalo 66. And I thought this movie was really cool. <clears throat> And then I was like, I thought Vincent Gallo was just an interesting person. So I went on... I just like an Italian alien. Yes. So I went on the... I don't even... That obviously wasn't Google. This was 1999. And I was like, who's this Vincent Gallo guy? And then I came across these websites. Like Lycos? And then Wait, I... Do you no, use Lycos? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. But somehow I came across some Angel website... Fire? Close. GeoCities. I came to this website that was close... Hi, Doug. That... Oh, hey, Doug. That... 
brought up his bio and how like oh he was in a band for like a week with John michel Basquiat he was part of the no wave New York scene and he was on graffiti rock Prince and he's Vince. in these movies that were directed by at the time trouble every day had not come out yet so by that point he had been in three movies with Claire Denis. there's a short film they made produced by Ted Hope that just it's called keep it for yourself that I want to see but then I was like oh so let me check this movie out <clears throat> um, but it was hard to come across obviously in 1999 it was impossible to see us go home so I just it's kept even, reading about... It's even hard to find some of her movies now. Very true. Like for, for her like, 90s stuff. Like for this... Yeah. for this, Even Beau Travai is difficult. For to, this to episode, I, I was like, I'm going to watch every Claire Denis movie. Right. And it was act, I was actually unable to watch a couple. Sure. Because yeah. of how hard it was. I don't... I had... So for Beau Travai, mm-hmm. I had to download it from a certain website. Yeah. And and then download the download uh, subtitles from a different site and then yeah, add that's that. That's crazy. But that's yeah. also dedication. I really. I, well, I we have a podcast, that. and yeah. I'm trying. You know, we're friends. I got into Claire Denis through you, yeah. um, and I wanted to sort of just go through some of her movies and then go yeah. to her most recent movie, High Life, which I watched yeah. yesterday. Nice. Oh, but no, I, I eventually in college. <clears throat> My sophomore year of college, I think, I was on a blockbuster, and I saw the VHS of Nanette and Bonnie. It was, like, for 99 cents, li- literally. So I just bought it. Score. And then I watched it, and I really liked it. And then for, like, two years, that was the only Claire Denis movie I-, I had seen. And then uh, that same blockbuster, the cover, it had, uh, it was the VHS of Beau Travai. And I remember seeing the guy on the cover. I was like, is that Bonnie is that from Bobby? Nanette and Bonnie? Yeah. So I bought it, and it was. And then I watched that movie nonstop. Then... Can I, I was in I was in I was in Rome for school for like almost a semester and there was a movie theater right by the hotel where 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 we lived and at that time one of the movies that was playing was Trouble Every Day and then when I wanted to get away from my classmates I would just go see it, even if I didn't speak the language but Trouble Every Day is partially in English and I didn't pay attention to who directed it I just went and saw it and I was like Vince and I remember the cat I was like whoa Vincent Gallo's in this and I was like oh is that the doctor from yeah. Nanette and Bonnie and then there's a scene where this girl, I was like, she looks like Nanette from Nanette and Bonnie. She's on that train scene in Trouble Every Day. I was like, oh, is this... Claire? And I asked the woman who worked at the theater, I was like, is this a Claire Denis movie? Because I didn't pay attention like, to the yes, credits. She was like, yes, please. Yes. And then from that moment on, I was like, oh. And then, strangely enough, years later, I became friends with Alice uh, Howery, who she wants to be a future guest on the show when she visits Great, New York. I, I just spoke to her about a week ago. She's doing good. And uh, yeah, but what, what were you I want to interject for a second. Yeah. So we live in a world now of instant gratification where we can access things so easily. Yeah. And I and I like what you just touched upon because I remember in the '90s being like a theoretical fan of something. Oh, thousand percent. Like yeah, like yeah. being like I have a feeling I like this band and I hope I can find their CD one day. I was or like oh God, or like no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like you wanted to watch yeah. a Claire Denis movie and yeah. you could not. Yeah. But it's like, I have a feeling. I remember that. Like, being like, oh, I, I, I want to watch Lehane. Or like... Yeah. yeah, I was like... Or like, or like I, I was talking about Solaris for, for like a year before I was just able to Just the name Tarkovsky. Watch. I remember feeling when I was in high school or like early, early years of college, just saying the name Tarkovsky. Like, oh, makes me feel smart. Or yeah, like, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to like this, but I don't know. God, I was like that. Me and my friend Tom Gilbert were like that with wrestling. Because we used to watch WCW and WWF, but we get these wrestling magazines, and in the back, you could order the, like, 
Japanese death matches with Abdul the Butcher and Cactus Jack. Yeah. And, and we would say, like, Abdul the Butcher, he's one of our favorite wrestlers. And then we realized, like, we've never actually seen yeah, one of his, his matches, but we've seen pictures. Idea. These grainy black and white, bloody images in the back of the wrestling magazines. And yeah. Like, it was, I, and you definitely could appreciate this with hip hop, like, finding out, like, there was nothing like when I, I have a, I've always had a connection I mean, to Queens. There was nothing like coming to visit my grandmother. Staying up late and recording Stretch and Bobito, Underground Railroad, old uh, Hot 90, when Hot 97 was good, having to move the antenna right, and just leaving, like, I used to have those 120 minute uh, I would I would tapes. set the alarm yeah. for mm-hmm. two in the morning yeah. to get up, oh, switch awesome. the tape, wow. oh, that, I didn't, I didn't and go, that go back that's to awesome. bed. That, I can't remember, on this, did I ever tell the All City story on this podcast? I don't know. One of the guys from All City installed the uh, internet in my grandmother's house. That's amazing. But you did not tell that story. Okay, so there was a group called All City. They had this... Well, they actually still kind of... One of the guys still put out, puts out music. But they were famous because they were down with Onyx and they had this one song produced by DJ Premier called The Actual in the 90s. Then, when I lived in my grandmother's house uh, for the first time years ago, she's like in her 90s, so she didn't have internet. So I needed the internet installed. And this guy saw all my music equipment up in the basement where he's going to install it and he was just like... He had dreadlocks. His face was kind of covered. I didn't reckon. He was just like, oh, you make music? What, you DJ and stuff? Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I used to do a little music thing back in the day, too. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, cool. And he was just like, yeah, you probably don't re- remember. I was down with uh, Onyx. They had this crew called Official Nasty. I was in uh, this group called All City. And I was like, what? And then I broke out my iPod. This is how it was my iPod. And I had the original. They had this song called Move On You that Stretch and Bob used to play all the time. And I remember converting it from my cassette tape to my MP3. It's on this very phone recording right now. And I was like, man, I had the version of this song. I bought the album, not for that, the actual, that one single. I bought it for this song, and you had a different version on the album. And he was so blown away that someone not only knew who he was, but had this, like, rare B-side version from an underground hip-hop radio show. And he was very, like, taken aback by that. You were the perfect person for, for him to talk to. About. No, I... I it was I, even, yeah, like, yeah, I remember yeah. just, like... Because people don't realize, like, unless you were, like, super large, and even if you're super large, like, you have to get a regular job. Yeah. Like, Breezley Bruin's been a teacher for, like, 15 years. Good friend I, of mine. I, yeah, I, shout I, out to Breeze. I, rem, I remember knowing that I liked the Juggernauts before I could get their record. Mm. Like, I was like, I know that they were going to be my favorite rap group because Prince Among Thieves was so good, and I heard um, Clear Blue Skies. Mm-hmm. But finding their original album was really difficult. So I just thought... Uh, Yo, like, that's true. Young people, I didn't get their album to maybe like parts of their album on Kazaa. Like yeah, into, I it had was like, hard to get. Only the Indelible MC stuff was the only, and Company Flow stuff was the only way I heard Juggernauts. And what eventually... I wonder what Jay Treads is up to. I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, you know what? I know we were going to talk about Claire Denis, but what I love... It, so I've been I got into jogging. Yeah. Sasuke, awesome. Sasuke and I went on a jog this morning. That's great. That's important. For those um, who can't see, Scott lost a ton of weight. He's still losing weight. Well, actually, I'm gaining muscle. I you just you you you're slim. You're slimmer. Yeah. So. Um. Anyways, my the best rap station to run to on Spotify mm-hmm. is Sean Price Onion Heads. Oh, okay. It's so good to yeah. run to. Noted. It's not. It's not the best. I have different different mixes. Like you put me onto the band Young Fathers. Yeah. Oh, nice. Their Spotify radio is really good, and through their Spotify radio, I got into Deer Hunter. Nice. I like Deer Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I like the band better than the movie. You know what? I'm not going to argue. Fair that enough. movie's long and kind of depressing. Like, yeah. I know it's yeah, no, a classic. Yeah. It's definitely one of those, oh, it's a classic. That yeah. was a movie, like, I talked about. That's another movie. Like, you sometimes you just couldn't get the VHSs at the movie theater. Yeah. At the, at the place. You'd be like, oh, I think I like this movie. When I was a kid, I remember the, watching the rescue scene. Stop. Where they get, like, rescued, and John Savage can't make it onto the helicopter this i was a kid and i started laughing and my dad got really mad at me he was like that's not funny <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but anyway uh yeah it's just like i remember like oh i'm sorry it's chris duh it's christopher walken duh he's yeah. the one that got left behind not john savage sorry no christopher walken dies no uh, no 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 after the russian relay thing when they get he's the one that gets like left behind he dies doing russian relay yeah but that's at the end oh yeah. spoiler alert Whatever, you guys had like 40 years to see that movie. Yeah, I think likely 95% of our four listeners have yeah. watched Deer Hunter. My favorite part is when, after Christopher Walken dies, Robert De Niro goes, Why'd you do that? You were such a good deer hunter. And then the credits <laughs> roll. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yo. <laughs> he looks into the camera and goes, He was such a good deer hunter. And the movie ends. I'm sorry. That was that was not that was not funny. <laughs> yes, it was. Christopher Walken's still so, alive, guys. Don't cancel me. He didn't. He didn't really play Russian roulette and die. Yeah, he's walking in his boots. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, walking. Whoa. <laughs> He'd be damned if grabbing <laughs> hands. <laughs> it's your father's watch. <laughs> so onion heads. Yeah. Radio is mad good. Mm. And you know why I really like it. You know who they play a lot of? Who? Planet Asia. That's awesome. A the fact that people ages are, like fine wine. Yeah, seriously, he's like a really wonderful Merlot. Yeah. Uh, but I just like that that this like I know people are having trouble connecting West Coast rap and East Coast rap, but I like that the, that the the uh, algorithms figured out that if you like dusty East Coast rap. You'll, you might also like Planet Asia. Listen, man, He's that late mad. 90s He's... underground California, it was like the Jurassic 5, Planet Asia, Dilated Peoples were like the key. They, they were like that 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 link between, you know, both. Uh... So Claire Denis. Claire Denis. So you, you start getting these VHS and you're like, you go to Rome and you see this movie. Yeah. And then you just like slowly get... And then she gets a little bigger. Like, yeah, yeah. Like she's very, she's very well known... In European circles, but she's really only, like, slowly become a classic over here. What's crazy to learn which also is, is wow because she worked with Tarkovsky, she worked with Jarmus, she worked with Wim Wenders. Yeah, sure, Wim Wenders a lot. She worked. I can't. I, I apologize. I can't pronounce his name. But the the film Sweet Movie. She worked on that movie as well. She was totally like. When I was driving here, I I wanted to say this. I knew because I knew we were going to be talking about Claire Denis. She were. It was almost like the build up to. Illmatic, where like prior to that, like you know, Nas was on like song with Main Source, and, yeah. and he was on a song with MC Search, and then he was like working with uh, Cool G Rap early, and he was working with like Large Professor. He was just groomed for greatness, and so then you knew Illmatic was finally gonna be the shit, even though it was heavily bootlegged. But whatever, we're not gonna get into that. And you know, it's funny. This kind of comes full circle because I remember when I saw actually, she's actually Nas. She is. She's she's not oh man. <laughs> I picture Claire Denis with the front folded bandana like Nas used to wear back in the day. The film No Fear No Die features a song that I heavily throughout the movie that I used to be fascinated with, uh 
I don't. Did you ever see No Fear No Die? Yeah, let's start with that one. So this, yeah, what? So just as a chocolate, that was her first movie, and it's good. It's like a really good, solid movie, and it's a very important movie because it's we'll semi-autobiographical. But No Fear No Die is kind of when she really started to like. It's almost like Wong Kar Wai, where it's just like as tears goes by, it's cool. It's a nice little like Hong Kong homage to sort of Scorsese and romanticism and whatnot. But it was you know his second film. That really, really, you know. I mean, um, I, I days of being. Wild. I Jesus. largely disagree. I think his first movie is incredible. Incredible. Yes, oh. I love mm-hmm. the relationship and the tone and mm-hmm. the color. Yeah, okay. I mean, I also, I like most of his movies up until a certain point. Yeah, up until Blueberry Nights. I actually like Blueberry Nights. I don't love Blueberry Nights. I like Blueberry Nights. Do you want me, you want to know something? My biggest frustration with my Blueberry Nights is I think that could have been a good movie. When there's when when you see a movie and has all the parts and it just doesn't come together, I think that's really frustrating. Yeah. But, so let's anyway, let's no let's try to get on track. Sure. Have you ever smoked PCP? No. Okay. Um, so let's start with No Fear No Die because yeah. that's the third most recent film of hers I watched. Nice. Which is funny because it's her second movie. Mm-hmm. Her first movie is Chocolat. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. So uh, shall we just start with Chocolat? 1988, slow, yeah. slow lyrical world. Yeah, semi-autobiographical, you know. Tonally, like a prequel to Beautreville and White Material. Yes, definitely White Material. It's almost like the little well, who's the little girl in the film whose name is France. It's almost like she grew up to be Isabelle Huppert. Although not really, actually, I take that back. Because yeah. in Chocolate, even at a young age, you get this sense where she's like, ah, this isn't my. It's a so Chocolate. It's about this colonial... Not effect. the Johnny Depp yeah, movie. Not the, this, this came out more than a decade earlier. It's about this like white French colonial family who lives in the Ivory Coast. Yeah. And they have this servant, Isaac de Bancolet, who's that, her, you know, Claire Denise Harvey Keitel. Uh, it's it's still That's to fair. Day. Yeah, because yeah. Alex Disguise or Robert De Niro. But, um, yeah. And it, it's just kind of, to some degree, it's about the day-to-day life of just this colonial family and just colonialism in Africa. But there's a lot of subcategories where it's just like, you know, interracial sexual tension, uh, infidelity, coming of age, obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's a very, like, it, it's a very beautiful movie, but there's still, outside of just Africa, interracial relationships, two really common threads that go through all, just about all Claire Denise films. It yeah, looks a lot different. It sounds different. Yeah. Cause the, this, this was one of her few films not scored by Tinder Sticks, although they, they only started, she only started working in 96, but still, you, a lot of people associate Tinder Sticks. Tinder Sticks is a band that kind of got a second wind just because of their association with Claire Denise films. Yeah. Um, good, because yeah, their yeah, scores really are incredible. And they've grown as musicians with Claire yeah, Denise. Absolutely. Like, the score to Bastards, it's, it's all synth-based. Synth and they start like, like almost like a Pixies-type sort of vein, yeah. sort of vibe at first. Or like uh, My Chemical Vibe. No, My Bloody Valentine. That's too... Yeah, I was about to... Yeah, my Chemical like, Vibe. No. Oh, I love My Bloody Valentine. They're awesome. I know. Yeah, great. That's yeah. like like that's something I could predict. No More Sorry is maybe my favorite uh, My Bloody Valentine song. I like... Um, yeah, I was about to make a joke, but I just I chose <laughs> not to. Okay. Um, also, I, you know... If you listen to the intro to Zebras in America, it's actually inspired by the score to 35 Shots of Rum. Oh, it's awesome. I don't know if you noticed that. but it was. I a, didn't. I don't even think you ever said that to me. I, I, I didn't. Wow. But it's basically the theme from 35 Shots of Rum, but instead of minor, turned to, to 
major. So the dun, dun, yeah. dun, wow. But I just switched it because I was just like 35 shots of rum just blew me the fuck away. Well, not that I'm that on this. That was the ma- first Claire Denis movie I ever saw. Well, I'll share that. Not that I'm on this man's level, but the scratches on the Zebra's American theme score. I was trying to emulate Kubert on the Dr. Octagon album with just a lot of like stabbing and breaking up a phrase. I, yeah. Kubert is, he's, he's Jordan. Uh, well. Next to D Styles, maybe, but let's not nerd off and get yeah. sidetracked. No so, fear, yeah. no die. No fear, no die. Her second film. This is really when it was like, yo. This was during her gritty period because her next three or four, no, her next four films were quite I was gritty to, on different levels, but uh, on many different know. ways. What I've noticed is, I think, I think with um, Let the Sunshine In, she's she's on, she started a new phase that's cleaner. Uh yeah, I, but I think. Cleaner. I feel like that started a little earlier, because like bastards, bastards, bastards ha- has was, a different was has a different visual style in my opinion. Sure, it's still it's dark. It's it still used yeah. the older bastards school is like style. Dark, though. Yeah, bastards are really dark. Of like, yeah, where yeah. you're like, why is she using this shot? Why does yeah. she do it this way? Yeah. Um, so no fear, no die. Ten years before Amoris Peros. Yeah, uh, it's about these cockfighters. This these two immigrants, uh, Caribbean immigrant. Did and, you know that uh, cockfighting is a billion dollar industry? Country. No, I did. I would have never thought it's, that. It's I would have thought million, but not no, billion. No, because it's That's so crazy. it's over ten thousand years old. Oh. It's that no over a thousand years. I don't know. It's mad old. I'm, it, I'm sure it is. It's, of course it is. It's throughout the world. Yeah, it's just not legal everywhere. It's bullfighting yeah. minus the romance. Did you know there's a CGI film about cockfighting? No. What no. is up with with cockfighting? Here's what's crazy. You just said bullfighting. You know, I didn't know until I saw No Fear No Die. They put these little blades. Yeah. On the on the feet of the chicken. Yeah. That's that shit is insane. No, yeah. that's 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 because otherwise they won't really do much. Yeah. And then you then you eat it. That's wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny because still like. It's funny because people are like, oh, cockfighting, that's cultural relativity. Or like bullfighting, that's cultural relativity. But once you have dogfighting, everyone's like, oh, that's, that's the worst. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. Um, yeah. And I think all of it's fucked up, but I'm also like, I don't know. There's, there's other, there's other, yeah. there's, I'm, it's, it's messed up, but I'm also like, you know, in countries where, like, ah. Uh, I'll get I'll get canceled sure. if I talk too much about this. Speaking of canceled, uh, the film that followed No Fear No Die had Claire Denis made I Can't Sleep her third movie. Has she made that now? She might. She almost got canceled. I do air quote canceled because uh, No Fear No Die. It's this kind of sympathetic look at this gay black sometimes cross dressing serial killer of old white women. And the movie does paint like a sympathetic tone. I can't sleep to this guy. Yeah, I can't sleep. Yeah, that was movie. the one that I that I didn't finish, even though you gave me the DVD for. I should say, so. But if you go on YouTube and if you search it in French, uh, there's a new they, they, this in '94. There was a there was a, a, a slight uproar in France, and it made like the national news in France because it was just like this director Claire Denis is making this movie that paints the I forgot the guy's name, and it was like it got a lot of people pissed off. Which almost, I'm not going to say sabotaged her career, but unfortunately, cool transition to her next movie, Nanette well, I, Bonnie. I wasn't, I wasn't totally yeah. done with no, no Fear, No Die. No, I just want to say, when we get to her next movie, it, it almost, it affected her next movie, but go ahead. Right, because I just, because also No Fear, No Die paints a sympathetic portrait of, of immigrant men 
yeah. who, are, who are doing something that they don't really want to do. Yeah. As evidenced and it's by, also up. by yeah. the final scene. Yeah. But, you know, it's possible that y'all haven't seen No Fear, No Die. Um, oh. it, it is on a popular um, streaming website. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I oh that's what I also wanted to say too. The the hip hop song that's featured throughout that movie yep. is the song by like Kim Shabazz, which was like he was underground before underground was a thing, like in yeah. the ninety six, ninety seven. This was song came out in nineteen ninety. Like Kim Shabazz, he was this guy from New Jersey, he was down with Queen Latifah, Mark the Forty Five Mark the Forty Five King produced that song um, Yeah. And I remember he like Kim Shabazz is a another very guy slept on producer. Yeah. Producer of Hard Knock Life. And, and Stan, Stan. Eminem. Those two songs, uh He's not a healthy guy. He's doing pretty bad. So thankfully, he produced those two songs and has publishing right because he has a lot of health issues to this day and will for life. So, but um, yeah. But no fear, no die. Another thing I wanted to say too: with Chocolat could have easily she could because could have easily stayed in that lane of French cinema for the rest of her career. And you're gonna as we talk more, you're gonna see she diverted a lot because Chocolat, this beautiful French movie with complex racial issues. The very next movie it's about cockfighting, and the yeah. next movie is about a gay cross-dressing serial killer. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like, not self-sabotage, but I feel like when she is about to be put in a box, she intentionally goes left. And we'll yeah, get to and, then, and then she makes this this couplet. Oh, Nin- true. I think uh, I was about to speak over U.S. Go Home. Jesus. Yeah. Nanette, Nanette and Bonnie in U.S. Go Home yeah. with largely the same cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the the same brother and sister play brother and sisters in both movies. Yes. She uses both of those actors in many films. Vincent Gallo plays uh, a baker in Nanette and Bonnie. And, former military guy, just like he does. In, guy, and a military guy in U.S. Go Home. Yeah. Uh, they're both films that are like about like male rage and female innocence, but told yeah. very differently. Nanette and Bonnie is like a current tale that yeah. Saskia and I watched at your at your. Because you lent us the DVD, yeah, yeah, and it's like very much a '90s movie, and about like these these brother the brother and sister parents aren't really around. Yeah. There's all this stuff going on, and I do love the biggest connection. I can't say this enough. How U.S. Go Home ends with the actress Alice Howery going off into the woods, losing her virginity, and Nanette and Bonnie starts with her being pregnant. Yeah, different characters, but different still characters. the same actor playing essentially the same character. And and so. both. Both have really excellent use of music. U.S. Go oh, Home. 100%. U.S. Go Home was on a popular streaming site until like they're they're figuring out how to figure how to, how they can release it because of the music. So yeah. yeah, and there's a bunch of Claire Denis retrospectives right now, so they're showing it. Metrograph and Bam it's, right now. Yeah, and there was there was like Lincoln that. Center last year. Yeah, um, really, really, both are great films, fantastic films, yeah. and I highly recommend you you watch them yeah the feeling of a moment you know and like uh us go home like has a vibe of like a new amour or stealing innocence of like just a thousand like, percent that i'll yeah. definitely know some more yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know some more is, is a lovely film pialat right maurice pialat yeah yeah he's he's dope i think he, I, I think his van gogh is probably my favorite van gogh oh movie. wow yeah but yeah. there's a lot of van gogh movies though mm-hmm. and i haven't seen the newest one by uh Julian Schnabel supposed to be really good I've heard uh, people whose opinion I would trust on a movie like that all really like it from and opposite ends of the spectrum like even uh, our buddy Armand White liked it 
Interesting. My friend uh, Martin Kessler liked it. Uh, Tony Stutt, like people from all ends, you know, they they all liked it. Which means, which probably means, I I think I'll I'll, I'll like. I'm it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Diving Bell and the on. Butterfly was 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 a good movie. Yeah, that was almost gonna start Johnny Depp. Huh. I'm, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'm, it was I'm like glad schedule it conflict. Yeah, no, same. same that same, movie, same. that same. movie. Before I really got into Claire Denis, I was like, oh, this is one of the best French films of, you know, past twenty years. Mm. And then you and I started a podcast. And you're like, dude, you gotta check out Claire Denis. And I, I didn't know a lot about foreign film. I knew, like, I knew enough to be like a non cinephile that had a an eclectic <clears throat> taste. Okay, that's sure. what I think. Because mm-hmm. I think that's why you want to start the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, I, I had, I had a very. That I, I think I don't know if I have good taste. I think I have interesting taste. You have good taste. Both. There's a Venn diagram between good and interesting that. Like, I just, you know, so I think that's the thing. And then, so you lent me 35 shots of rum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, that was even before we started the pot. Yeah, because I don't know when I made the theme song. So it was around, like, when we first started. Yeah. Oh, because we recorded, like, seven episodes before we, before we We recorded four, but close enough. At my studio. Oh, my old studio. I was just talking about my old studio yesterday. I missed that place. We had a, I'm saying we had a bunch in the chamber. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. And um, one's still somewhere. There's one in the chamber. It's on. I just got to find it. I just it's just I, I, I early on the first like maybe eight or nine episodes. I was not good at labeling them. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Jacob, thanks for your email about offering. To oh, yeah. Shout out us. to Jacob. Yeah. Um, because I'll, I'm going to send you an email. Yeah. I meant to. Um, anyways. Uh, and so that was the first movie you had me see. But that's is sequentially. That's not the next movie. I do want to just also, since we're on uh, Nanette and Bonnie slash U.S. Go Home, Nanette and Bonnie, and by all accounts, this was told to me by one of the stars of the movie herself, that movie bombed in France when it came out. Uh, and part, and I'm told, you know, partially it had to do with, because her last, U.S. Go Home was not a feature film, it was a made-for-TV movie. But I Can't Sleep had a lot of controversy where people kind of backed off from her. Mm-hmm. So when Nanette and Bonnie came out, it just you know essentially bombed is is the word that was told to me so getting into i I assume about to jump into beau travail yeah that movie was like it was a big critical success and it's kind of and i understand it's kind of her air quote citizen kane like it's her masterpiece and i I guess i agree i think it's not my personal favorite clarity movie but i i do think that is her best movie i honestly do think it's her best movie uh, like when people th- say her net, like Beau Travai is kind of the movie that. No, I think Thirty Five Shots of Rum is her best movie. Oh, I'm not gonna argue that. But I'm also like really in love with High Life. Oh, good. Which you is know, which is yeah. a like make this just like two parter because we haven't maybe, gotten maybe. out of the '90s yet. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Because we have a whole, we you have don't a whole gotta, decade. You don't, don't got to pause the recording. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, okay, we can, yeah, we, so the next movie is Beau Travai, Yeah. Which is gorgeous. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, it's almost like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert meets um, Apocalypse Now. With a touch of with a the t- first ten minutes of Lionheart when John Claude. Oh Van Damme yo, totally is in the fucking Legionnaire, which is what Bo no, is about. Like, it's about like Legionnaires. the movie Legionnaires. Yeah, it's it, oh that the John Claude Van Damme that movie, movie that used to confuse me because that's a different movie from Lionheart. Yeah, and when I was in like by the time I got to junior high and high school, 
I started to discover that like movies had different titles and different cuts in other countries. So for a while, I didn't watch Legionnaire because I thought it was like the foreign, slightly altered version of Lionheart. Because like, why would they I'm make surpri- two movies where I'm he's in Legionnaire? Yeah. I'm surprised you wouldn't watch the. Like, I would no, watch I was snooty. I was like, cut. oh, I've already seen Lionheart. This is just. A, I would this watch is the a director's yeah. cut of yeah. Lionheart. Yeah, Lionheart. Like, by watch... the way, my favorite Van Damme movie. Yeah, it's it's. I think oh, it's so hard. JCVD. Double Impact, um, Bloodsport. That's a Bloodsport. Blood like everyone, every, like kickboxing and Bloodsport. Everybody's gonna say that, so we don't need to. Yo, what if Van Damme was in a Claire Denis movie? It would be incredible. Yeah, well, I like, mean, he sort of, like JCBD. Like, he sort of was yeah. like was he? You know, he He's made Belgian, but he made an art film. He did JCVD. It's so good. He made two art. His first. Do you ever? It's on YouTube. He made this like. Bel- weird Belgian art foreign film where he's this like gay martial arts guy. There's a famous scene on the internet where like he's like a hitchhiker and he like touches this guy's lap and he's like, "What are you doing?" And they start fight. It's like this weird. I forgot the name of it, but yeah. Oh, but anyway, did you, did you yeah. see the Ornicologist or whatever? We talked mm-hmm. about it. Ornicologist. It's like a French film. That's not the actual name. A French movie about the like this this dude who's like <clears throat> a butter. I don't know. That's not no. what it's called. No. Um. I, I want now. I want to know what it's called. Um, uh, talk about Botrevai. Yeah. So Botrevai was like, um, it was a big hit. Everyone, people still love it to this day. It's it's just it's. Well, first of all, oh, let me just back up. This movie it's a loose reimagining slash adaptation of Melville's Billy Bud. Um, just and it's just kind of it follows the day to day lives of these soldiers. They're in Africa, but then there's a lot of underlying stuff. Like so, to some degree, um, the head of the Legionnaire, played by Denis Levant, um, great, amazing, great actor, great physical actor. I, I guess at this point, people would know him for Holy Motors. He's very fascinated by this young Legionnaire, played by uh, Gregor Colin, who was Bonnie and Annette and Bonnie, one of Claire Denis' most commonly used actors. And it is the belief of some people that there's this kind of like homoerotic fascination that people have that 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 that, that people think that the that older film, sergeant that has film them, has some you know. some some sure quite the vibes of that sure sure but then there's also you know Michel Sabor who plays this character Bruno Faustier he was a, that was, when he was younger he played a character of the same name in this Godard film Le Pete Soldat um, so there's like a loose kind of sequel vibe to that you know also. And it's just like, it also kind of is like we were saying earlier, or what Scott was saying earlier, it's a callback to uh, Chocolate, where, and it's interesting, not to jump too ahead, but like, you know, you have 89, 99, 2009. Every 10 years, Claire Denis goes back to Africa, essentially. She touches on Africa uh, directly, like she goes there and films her, you know, and films a story there. But yeah, you know, Botrevai came out it was a success i don't want to use the word hit because it's not like the movie made crazy money or anything but it was the movie that kind of like finally cemented her and it's also interesting too because now claire denis is considered this master this a tour but it yeah. took a long time like prior to Botrevai, we were saying before like she wasn't like this overnight success it took her essentially it took her 10 years to be right. an overnight success which makes no sense but you know Botrevai was the first movie that like for the most part, universally, everybody liked it. Whereas we were just touching on all the movies before, one by one. You know, Chocolat, it was cool. I'm not going to say it was lukewarm, but it was cool. It's a nice debut. And then, like, No Fear, No Die was kind of the opposite of what people expected. Then I Can't Sleep went a little far left. It's really messed up. You know, and then Nanette and Bonnie kind of bombed. And then, like, Beau Travail, 
kind of came out was just like, hey, th- this is me. And, you know, as we're just kind of, as we're recording, we're deciding, I guess, yeah, this definitely is going to be a two-parter. There's no way. Time. There's no way. But to kind of lead can... into part also two. Also, because we take so fucking long to talk about everything. That's, well, honestly, more than not, that's what people like about I know. Show, so. But to lead, to give a nice little cliffhanger, Boltrevi was so great. Everyone loved it. Are we ending right now? No, no. I'm, okay. No, I'm just saying. Her next movie, we're not going to get too deep into it, but her next movie, which when we dip into 2001, was the opposite of what everybody thought she was going to do. Being yeah, tr- the ornithologist. You know, of, oh, okay. Or, no, I haven't seen it. 2016. But, oh. This dude is looking for birds, and he gets lost. And he—he—it's about like, like uh, there's there's a there's, oh shit! I remember yeah. you talking about this, but just the other who the fuck I was I'm sorry for all the swearing. Someone brought that movie up again because I was like, oh, that sounds like this movie, The Hunter, with Willem Dafoe, where he's trying to find this like hunt this rare animal. And I was like, who was talking? Oh, Scott was talking about this it was movie. a good movie. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, but yeah, so. Bo Trevise, this beautiful, complex movie, and much like Chocolat, instead of just giving people what they wanted after Bo Trevise, Claire Denis makes this cannibalistic, non-vampire vampire movie. Hold on a second, because I would like to give some thoughts about uh, Bo Trevise. No, I'm going to stop it, Trouble. I'm going to stop saying anymore. so you... Yeah, so, so Bo Trevise, <clears throat> I just really like because I just love... It's, it is a good movie. It's shot... It's probably one of her, like, top three perfectly shot movies. Oh, also, we should shout out uh, her regular cinematographer, Agnes Goddard. She shot everything, I believe, Rel- right... A relation? No. Everyone says that. No, she has absolutely no relation. No relation. No no. relation. To Jean-Luc. It's, it's weird. Did you know that Bret Hart is Kevin Hart's father? He is. I know. Yeah. Well, you're the one that told me that Bob Backlund was Mayhem Loren's dad. I didn't know that until you. Yo, there's a video this past WrestleMania weekend. Yo, you showed me this video of Bob Backlund doing yoga moves. I was just going to say, yeah, he can do a head. Bob Backlund, 71, he can still do the slow rising headstand. And then he gets out of the headstand and he's all jacked and energetic. And but. you told me that some wrestler died. Yo, oh and my Bob, God. And Bob Backlund um, did a shoot style interview at his eulogy it was was carl gotch um it was either carl gotch or whatever one of the two famous minnesota legends they they made the road warriors they made hulk hogan they were legends and this is why we're the best podcast because how many podcasts talk about bob Backlund and claire denis in the same sentence so what you so i want to extrapolate what you were trying to say though yes this this famous wrestler died (laughs) huge funeral because he was a wrestling (laughs) legend there were tons and tons of people at his funeral so Bob Backlund cut a promo. So those you non-wrestling fans, it's like, you know, the talk that the wrestlers give before the fight. <laughs> Let me tell you what I'm going to do to this guy. So Bob Backlund jumps on the microphone at this funeral and cuts a promo on this dead person. <laughs> but the thing is, but the person who passed away, Carl Gotch and, and Bob Backlund, he would have been cool with it. This is clearly something... They were like, yo, when I die, do this. But I'm sure they failed to tell the hundreds of other people who were at this funeral. So Bob Backlund is insult- essentially joke insulting this dead man at a funeral. And then after he's done, the whole funeral is like, what the fuck? Like, it's just dead silence. Like, why did you do that? And it was just, yeah, I wish I could have been there. But yeah, so. Oh, I want to say too. I just want to say on record. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I die before you. Okay. You got to do that at my funeral. And vice versa. I've said, okay. I, I'm saying that now. I, I was, we brought up wrestling. My future brother-in-law has been binging on our podcast recently. He's probably going to listen to this one. I want to say, Dan, you know, be on the lookout. We're going to do a wrestling uh, 
Me and Scott have been talking about doing a wrestling podcast. I mean, we've also been talking about having your. We've we've already done yeah a couple episodes that are mostly wrestling. And your someday your mom is also going to be on this show too because we we want her to just tear apart three billboards outside of Ebbing's. Yeah, because like because if we do it, we're being problematic. Yeah, but Vic can uh, Vic put that movie in a body bag. Anyway, you got that mom veto. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, Botrava, you were saying more about Botrava. Yeah, so the cinematography uh, by. Jean-Luc Picard's cousin? Daughter. Daughter. Cousin. Cousin daughter. Yeah. What's her name again? Agnes. Agnes Goddard. No yeah. relation. Yeah. Um, and also, I just love that, like, the motif of, like, homoeroticism, white rage, jealousy, yeah. sand, yeah. deserts, yeah. rhythm of the night, yeah. movement. And just like lots of rhythm, lots of rhythm. Like imagine the um, like the, the 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 basic training sequence of Full Metal Jacket, just yeah. like on, but with on, dance on steroids on 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 MDMA and dance music. Yeah, because yeah, because it's about these legionnaires. Yeah, but like their their exercise is sort of like a dance, yeah. and they also go dancing. Yeah. And and there's that famous ending, the famous spoilers dance ending. Yeah, at the end, like dude, dude is probably going to kill himself. But then there's like this rhythm of the night yeah. montage. Yeah, I now know your password. Huh? It, I know the password to your phone. No, you don't. It's less complicated. It's more complicated than mine. <clears throat> oh yeah. So shall we? Yeah, do, this is a good time. I was going to say let's do fun. trouble every day and then and then cut. Or do you want to start with trouble every no, day? No, I like to start because I let in I, a little bit. It's like a cliffhanger. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll next episode, 90s, we're going to talk trouble every day, white material, 35 runs. Uh, well, Friday night, intruder. I didn't see those. Damn, you didn't see intruder? I told you. I yeah. couldn't I couldn't find That's those. true. Wait. Oh, now I'm scared because I don't know where my intruder... I must have lent it to someone else. Well, the thing I is, we're, we're... Are we... Well, 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 let's talk about the logistics of, of recording part two. Okay. Off record. Okay. Um. But, yeah. So, so we have Bastards, Let the Sunshine In, 35 Rums, White Material, Trouble Every Day. And as, as I spoiled, I loved High Life. Yeah. Good. And again... How many podcasts you listen to talk about Sean Price, Planet Asia, Bob Claire Backlund. Denis, Bob Backlund in one episode. Go eat a fruit. Yo, what's up? How you been? Hey, you're not going to believe what happened. I just pulled into Quick Trip today and uh, this guy says to me, Hey, do you want a free 12-pack of Heineken? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'll take a 12-pack of Heineken. He says, come over here. I go over there and he says, you can have a 12-pack of Heineken if you let me touch your dick. I'm like, touch my dick? Like, what do you mean? He's like, well, like, I, I want to, like, hold it, grab it, pet it. Dude, sick fuckers out there. Total sick fuckers out there. Be careful.